Welcome to episode six of the Lifestyles by Lacey Garcia podcast. In today's episode, I'll be answering listener questions. I'm Lacey Garcia, an interior designer and self-proclaimed growth mindset junkie. After 15 years designing cruise ships and continuously working on the biggest project of all, improving myself, I knew I was called to uniquely merge these two passions into one groundbreaking platform, Lifestyles by Lacey Garcia. Join me on this journey because your best life starts now. I'd like to take a minute before we start to welcome back our subscribers and also give a friendly hello to any new guests who are stopping by today. We're happy to have you here. Welcome back, everybody. Today, we're talking about your questions. And I want to thank all of you who sent me your questions. Some of these um, I've just saved along the way as I get asked them, and some of them are new. But if you haven't connected with me yet on Instagram, feel free to reach out. You can send me direct messages, uh, voice memos, any way you want to connect, and I would be happy to try to answer whatever questions you guys have. So today, though, I have compiled a few questions and we are going to go through these together. So I hope you enjoy them. And if your question didn't get picked for this episode, don't worry because I am going to occasionally be doing these types of answering listener question episodes and yours might be picked for the next one. So our first question today comes from um, someone who's asking me, how do I design my home on a budget? And that's actually a really great question, one that I have seen and been asked quite a bit. But um, specifically, uh, she wanted to know, if you know your preferred design style, but you have a strict budget, would you recommend adding pieces into what you have already or transitioning room by room instead to keep in line with style rules? which I know nothing of, LOL. Well, first of all, let me tell you, there are no rules when it comes to design. There's just what works for you and what doesn't work for you. There are definitely guidelines and um, you know rules of thumb, I guess, but there's nothing hard and fast that says you have to do it this way, you have to do it that way. So first, I just wanted to clear that up. But I will say, and this might sound a little surprising, um, be intentional. Okay. So even though that might not be the first thing you think about when, um, you're talking about designing on a budget, it's really the basis for everything that you're going to do and put into your home or your space. And what I mean by be intentional is don't just randomly go out to a store and say, wow, I really like that piece and it's on sale. I'm going to buy it. And then you come home and you didn't really think about exactly where it would go or exactly how it fits in with the rest of your room. You kind of are just out buying pieces randomly here and there. And then by the time that you're finished, you look around and you say, wow, this doesn't really feel very cohesive. How, how did that happen? And so while you might like things individually, when you're not being intentional and having a plan for how you're bringing the whole space together, your money could be wasted because you could get the pieces home and realize, I don't really like this or it really doesn't work the way I thought it would. So that would be the first and foremost thing I would say, whatever your budget is, big or small, because I am not a fan of wasting money, no matter how much you have. The second thing I would say is have a valuous mindset. 
And this is something that I have really started to embrace in my life. And being a valuist um, sort of falls somewhere between being a minimalist and being like a materialist. <laughs> and it's really just that there's no shame in whatever brings value to your life. For, you know, There's no shame around how much money you spent on it and no judgment if it's a waste or if it's not. It's really just about what brings value to you in your life and not wasting money on things that don't. So I'll give you an example that maybe isn't related to design, but just in life itself. So I really enjoy nice handbags, and I find value in them. I have used the same two handbags for probably seven years now, and they were very expensive investments, I'll call it, uh, or purchases, but I find value in them and I have never had to replace them in those seven years that I've owned them. Now, I don't feel bad about that because I use them and I really enjoy them. They, they bring happiness to me, to my life. Um, but I would never spend that kind of money on a pair of shoes. I just, for me, that doesn't add value. I'm very, I'm very hard on shoes and I wear them out quickly. And I just, for me, it wouldn't bring value. So that's what I mean when I talk about being a valuist. Think about the things that really matter to you and add value to your life and make you happy. And maybe things that don't do that so much. And then you're going to start to see that where you spend your money is going to be on the things that bring happiness and add value to your life. And you can stop wasting money on things that don't. Um, so have a valuist mindset. All right, a couple other points on this one. I think it's important um, when you're designing on a budget. So I am a planner, and when I'm designing any room or any space, even my own, I sit down and I make a plan, and that's what we are talking about being intentional a few minutes ago. And the best way is to sit down and make out a list of all the things that you want to put in your room, okay? Let's say, um, let's say you're starting from scratch, and you need a sofa, you need a rug, um, you need a TV, you need some tables, some artwork, some drapery, right? So make your list of all the different things that you need. Then spend your time researching what you like and what you want, regardless right now at first of how much it costs, but just pick out the things that you like that would be your wish list items, all right? And then what I like to do is I usually don't, redo a room in my home all at once. I do it a little bit along the way and probably that's the way with a lot of people. So at least if I already know the piece that I want, let's say the sofa, I've got it picked out. Now what I'll do is I'll keep my eye on it until maybe there's a good sale or I get a coupon or something. And then at least I have already spent the time um, researching what I want. And then I basically just wait until there's a sale um, or a discount or a coupon or something that'll help me get it for a good price or a price that fits within my budget. So you have your budget, but you also know what you want. And when you have a plan, it's easier to execute the plan when the right time or the right deal comes along. Um, another thing that I will recommend when you're designing on a budget, which you might think, huh? But <laughs> the truth is that I believe in buying quality pieces of furniture. And sometimes you don't think quality and budget go hand in hand. But let me explain something. I don't believe in buying the cheapest item, closeout sales, um, you know, I just, I don't believe in buying the cheapest goods. 
I think that in the end, you wind up replacing them a lot quicker and you start to get in a mindset of things being disposable and, oh, well, I'll live with this for a while and maybe next year I'll replace it again and again and again. And it just starts to get into a spiral. And I just honestly prefer to buy good quality furniture. It lasts longer. You're less likely to want to change it out every few years. And so when you're picking out pieces, think about pieces that you want to live with for at least the next five years, you know, and pick out things that are quality. I am all for looking for good deals, like I just mentioned, but don't, please don't buy the cheapest, the cheapest item that you can find just because, because I guarantee you at some point you're not going to be happy with that purchase. And then my last suggestion for designing your home on a budget is Think neutral when it comes to large items. This is just my preference, but in my experience, the larger items in your space and in your home tend to be the more expensive or more time-consuming ones to change. And if you're anything like me, I like to change my rooms and my home around for different seasons and different times of the year, but I can't afford to do that with every single piece in my home. And so when you sort of set up your home to be more of a neutral canvas, like your walls, your flooring, your big pieces of furniture, you know, then you can add color and you can add seasonal items through the smaller things like art and uh, toss pillows, uh, decorative vases, um, throw blankets, you know, even floral arrangements, things like that. So think neutral when it comes to your bigger items and think interchangeable and colorful for your smaller items. So I think that some of these answers are a little out of the box and maybe not necessarily what you would expect to hear uh, when you're asking, how do I design on a budget? But these are my recommendations. These are things that I don't think most people think and talk about um, when it comes to budgeting and planning your space. And so I hope that these helped you today. All right, let's check out the next question. Oh, this is a good one. Okay, so this is actually a personal question. And this listener is asking, how do you find time to read so many books and what is your favorite read this year? Um, So a while back I had posted that I read at least a book a month, if not more, um, and that I was going to start sharing each month what I was reading. Um, And so if anybody wanted to follow along and read as well, we could have sort of like a little online book club going. Um, So the way I find time to read, because I... I have a busy life just like you do, is I actually listen to audiobooks and I will put them on, you know, with my earphones and multitask, maybe while I'm emptying the dishwasher or folding laundry or um, just doing random tasks. Like if I have to place some online orders, I'll put it on speakerphone. Um, in the car sometimes, if the kids aren't with me, uh, I'll put my audiobooks on. But I find all of those little times in my day and in my week, um, and you'd really be surprised at how many hours you can find in your day where you can multitask and listen while you're doing other tasks. And on average, an audiobook is somewhere between four to six hours total, um, which might sound like a lot, but if you break that down over a month, I mean, that's like 
what at most one to one and a half hours a week and if you break that down by day that's like not even 20 minutes a day not even so it's totally totally doable and most audiobooks I actually have a little hack for I speed them up to the 1.25 speed so I am able to get through them even just a little bit faster. And so that's how I do it. That's how I read and listen actually to so many books. Um, the Let me see, what was the other part of this question? Oh, what is your favorite read this year? Oh, well, I'm glad they said this year because if I was asked my favorite book of all time, I'm not sure I could narrow it down. Um, but this year, wow, I've read so many good books. I would say... The two that have been the most pivotal for me um, have been The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle and the one that I'm currently reading, Super Attractor, that is Gabby Bernstein's new book. They're fantastic books and I highly recommend them to, to anybody that just wants to open their mind on ways to just all around improve themselves. And um, let's see, you know what? I'm actually going to give you guys a bonus too. I'm going to go ahead and share with you a couple of my favorite podcasts. Um, when I used to commute a lot, I listened to so many podcasts. And my all-time favorite podcast, the one that really got me started on my um, growth mindset and um, self-improvement journey is Christine Hassler. She's she's phenomenal. Um it's just like, I, I don't even know how to explain how, how comforting and soothing her, her episodes are. I, I strongly recommend you check it out. There is so, so much value from um, her podcast. It's called Over It and On With It. Um, I also love anything Tony Robbins, so I listen to his podcast quite a bit. Um, Impact Theory with Tom Bilyeu. And then Oprah's podcast, Super Soul. Um, I love her Super Soul podcast. So those are a few of my favorite ones. I listen to several others, but um, those are the ones that if I had to recommend to somebody, those would probably be what I would tell you to check out first. All right. We've got two more questions. So the next one is, I want to convert my property to an Airbnb. How much is it going to cost me? Well, this is a really tough one to like pinpoint. I can't just say, here's an exact dollar amount, take that to the bank. Um, but what I can tell you is I have a very close friend that I've worked with f for a lot of years who actually just launched her own uh, design business and she focuses on Airbnb design and uh, project conversions. And so I know what um, some of her projects have, have run in the past and so I can kind of give you a little ballpark. Um, but just keep in mind, and maybe you've already done some of this research on your own, but Airbnb, you have to have everything from soup to nuts. So you've got to have all the furniture, all the bedding, you've got to stock the kitchen, you've got to have utensils and plates. And, you know, then if you want to add extras like toiletries and bathrobes, you know, the list goes on and on and on. And there are checklists um, available if you're wanting to convert your property to an Airbnb for what you have to include. Um, but let's say you have like a, a one bed, one bath unit and it's got like a kitchen, a small dining area and a living room. Okay. You could estimate that on the low end, that would probably run you around 7,000. Um, now that would 
purely be like decorating it, painting it, furnishing it, um, adding all of the amenity items. That would not be any like heavy construction, like gutting kitchens and bathrooms and redoing floor and, and things like that. Um, so just purely on a decorative level for a one, one, you could look at 7,000. Um, and then, you know, take that number and multiply it for whatever you need for your project. But at least that gives you like, you know, some number to to work with. And actually, maybe if you guys are interested, um, I can have my friend on a future episode and we can talk through some Airbnb stuff. That's actually a really great idea. All right. So here's the last question for today. What is one life hack that you think everyone should know? Oh, I'm so glad you asked this question. I recently, I shouldn't say discover because it's not as if I didn't know they existed, but I recently purchased two dry erase boards, one for me and one for my husband. They're not huge um, and I'm going to be mounting them on the wall behind our bedroom door so that you don't see them unless you're using them. But I have to tell you, these things have made such a huge change in our lives. It's phenomenal. Um... There are times in your life where you just really need to sit and write down something on paper, but paper, it's so hard and such a pain to erase. So with the dry erase boards, we've been able to make our monthly calendars and edit them and change them. And we've also um, been able to just plan things out and then erase and move and shift and even business stuff. Like I'm planning... um, I'm planning an e-course that's going to be rolling out next year. I've been able to use those to brainstorm and shift things around. And if you're a visual person at all, it just helps so much to be able to put things down, look at it, quickly erase it, move it somewhere else. So um, for me, the biggest hack that I found this year that's made huge strides um, for me personally and professionally has just been a simple dry erase board. And I picked it up for like seven bucks at my local, um, Hobby Lobby. So anyways, that's it. That's all of the questions for today. I hope you guys have enjoyed this. Let me know what you think. Have an awesome day guys. Thank you for listening today. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and take a moment to rate and review. This helps us gauge our audience as well as bring awareness to others. Until next time, make today beautiful.